Inside Sports Cap Radio. I'm your host, Drew Forbes. We have on with us today, Brandon and Newman. And we're going to kick off this show by talking about one of the greatest to ever play his position, Mr. Rob Gronkowski, who, in my opinion, it's not even close. Uh, he will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, Definitely. I think really the question is, where does he rank all time among tight ends? I, there's only one guy, really, I think that's even close to him that you can really, that he's competing with. And he Pretty happens, Gonzalez, right? Yep. And he happens to be, I mean, I I think it's going to, it's going to really close debate. But let's start out just talking about Grunk. Um, he posts something, you know, kind of a long farewell. So it certainly seems like this is going to happen. But again, this isn't the first time Grunk has retired. Right. So, uh, who knows? Is this retirement final? It, I mean, the Drew Rosenhaus, it was Drew Rosenhaus, right? Yes. That's his agent. Yeah. Drew Rosenhaus said that he would come back and play if Brady called him later in the I season. I think that's a weird thing for Drew Rosenhaus to say if, if, if Grunk wasn't contemplating it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a bizarre thing for an agent to say. Yeah, you don't, you don't put that out there if it's not at least a slightest of a possibility, right? Because you know that's all Brady's going to be asked about. That's all Gronk's going to be asked about. Like, you're just asking for the next six months of media questions and, lack of a better word, uncertainty behind it. Um, Well, especially sharing that information with the TMZ of sports, Adam Schefter. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, he's borderline a a journalist anymore. Um, But, I mean, I think... You know, we were talking about it beforehand, uh, before we started. I think he comes back. I think the timeline is he's signed week eight or week nine. um, Probably suits up week 13 or 14, gets a month under his belt, and then he is um, healthy, good to go by by playoffs. Um, I think that timeline makes the most sense. And, um, you know, for as down as the NFC is, I mean, I think the Bucs are a lock for the playoffs. Um, or as close as a lock you can get in in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, so my question is, who finishes with more retirements, Gronk or Favre? <laughs> oh, that is a great question. What, Favre had three? I don't know. Because <laughs> he retired from Green Bay. He retired from the Jets. He retired from the Jets and then a final retirement. So, yeah, I think I think, I think think Favre retired but, three times. Yeah, but he, uh, but he had what, like? how many potential retirements in there? Who has sent more dick pics, Brett Favre or Rob Gronkowski? Ooh, that's a good question. I think, I think Dev, I don't think Gronk is a dick pic guy. He, he, it's weird. He doesn't need to be. No, the way he presents himself is completely contrary to the way that this guy actually lives his life. So if you don't know anything about Rob Gronkowski, he is apparently like an insanely frugal guy. He doesn't live in like this crazy mansion. He's been one of the highest tight end, paid tight ends for a long time. Uh, he doesn't live in like this luxurious mansion. He he doesn't drive around in like Ferraris or anything like that. He a, a, allegedly has not spent a dollar of his NFL contracts. That that that's the story. He's living entirely off endorsements, which he's done a lot of endorsing. Yeah. So so I think and he's I think actually I saw he's accumulated seventy million in salary. Yeah. So he's just sitting on seventy million. I'm, I'm sure that's been reinvested in stuff too. He's a really right. He's, he's a really smart guy. Um, and just that he's a all right. So Rob Gronkowski is a perfect example of I think like a partier. Because he went to he went to the University of Arizona, which yep. isn't necessarily a party school, but you know Arizona oh, yeah. in general. Pac twelve is pretty pretty heavy on well, the party, and it's only yeah. two hours from Arizona State. Right. So 
But um, but I, I think he's the perfect example of kind of like a wild animal who was tamed and kind of you know mentored by Brady. Uh, oh yeah, and that that kind of just instills in me a, like I see Brady signing these Fox contracts. To be honest, I don't really care about Brady commentating. I no. I want to see him coach. And I, I think he would be a tremendous, like a lot of guys, you know, just because you can do it, you can't coach it. Right. I think Brady would be the opposite. My, my thing about Brady coaching is he would be like, why don't you get this? Why can't you execute this? Like, because he'd be like, I could totally execute this and this guy can't and I'm freaking 70 and he's like 35. So. Right. How funny is it if it is that Brady, if he came into the NFL as a coach, he'd be like the seventh or eighth youngest head coach. Like, right. I mean, he wouldn't come out of the gates as a head coach, but just assuming he did, there are so many guys that are younger than him. Well, the Texans almost hired Josh McDaniels uh, or Josh uh, McCown. So, you and know, jo- I mean, Josh McDaniels younger than Brady, right? I'm pretty sure. Uh, oh, yeah. Sure. I, I meant Josh McCown uh, in, in oh, saying gotcha. that, but yeah, uh, like friggin' right off the street, not so, even coaching. So, so, Drew, going back to kind of the way Gronk, you know, saves his money, being frugal, do you and living off endorsements? I mean, living is, he's living pretty well off endorsements. But so do you think he sees himself as more of an entertainer or an athlete? Like if you had to ask Gronk, what do you want to be? You or sure. What do you want to be? What are you? How do you think he answers that? I mean, I I think that he loves the entertainer side. I mean, he he throws these cruises. I think that's ultimately how he sees the rest of his life playing out. And I think the whole retirement, I mean, he, he retired from, from New England at the age of 29. It's crazy. Skipped a year before he came back to Tampa. Like, he was completely set to walk away. I truly believe that. And I think if Brady would have went to, like, fucking New Orleans or anywhere else, like, it's interesting that he wrote in his essay, which is what he wrote in his, in his final post, uh, that he wanted to play in Tampa. I didn't even know about that. I didn't even know he had, like, Florida connections or yearned to play here. I think if Brady goes anywhere else, he doesn't even come out of retirement. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he wants to be an entertainer for sure. Because what Brady was Brady was uh, alleged to go to San Francisco. Was that it? So, like, if he goes to San Francisco, there's zero chance Gronk goes to San Francisco. Correct. Like, Plus, like, they had no George way. Kittle, so it doesn't fit, but... <clears throat> right, but yeah, I mean, I think I think there's probably maybe only a handful of play. Like, Gronk probably goes to Miami, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. I think he definitely does. Yeah, it totally I think, seems I like think Gronk seen. goes to Miami. I'm trying to think. He might go to Dallas. Um, just because of the spotlight. Uh, again, none of these were fits for Brady. Um, but uh, again, yeah, I mean, uh, Gronk, I can't even think of a, a comparison. Like, I was I was looking at the outline that you guys did, and I'm like, who is a previous Gronk? Like, like kind of Rodman in the 90s, but Rodman was a little bit more controversial, I guess. Like, there really isn't anyone else like Gronk kind of ever. Like, I can't think of you're, one. You're talking like athlete movie star entertainer kind of thing presence the ultimate dude bro yeah right just i can't think of anyone like like no one else has their own yacht cruise right like that's insane like i mean um like the rock has had a very successful you know post nfl career but his nfl career wasn't anything special this guy's like a hall of famer and then he could potentially have like you know, a successful career doing some other stuff. Jim Brown's been in some movies, but it's mostly been like NFL stuff or football. Yeah, but I think Gronk's got to stick to, uh, again, the comparison that I made, uh, you know, before we started recording was like J.J. Watt. Like he was in, he was a soccer coach in Bad Moms. And and then he was like, 
you know, a friend of a friend in the league, you know, like one of those that show on FX. He did one of those cameos. Sure. Like that's where Gronk has to live. He has to live in the comedy sector. Um, he, he can't go the, you know. No, play the, the big dumb meathead. Play, I could all, play I, the big big dumb meathead, man. I, I could also see like him and Brady doing a podcast next year. Um, yeah, he'd definitely. Be, he, he'd be great on a podcast. The one thing I don't want to see him in, and I just think it's all just an awkward setup. But you know those round table uh, pregame shows, which is what Gronk did. Right. I thought he was, was so bad. Awkward. I, I he was bad, and and I don't really blame people for being bad. That's such a like scripted nonsensical or not nonsensical is a bad word. It's so structured. I think that it was bad for Grunk. Uh, what Grunk is really good in is like his kind of off the cusp interviews with Brady that he would do like outside the the Tampa Sport uh, the Tampa Training Center yeah. where him and Brady would just be sitting there with like a cocktail, just like kind of talking. Tommy and Gronky. Yes, that's that that's what Grunk needs to do, and I'd love so- to go on one of his cruises. All of us are, are I'd say we're we're pretty good partiers, right? We know how to bring it. Could any of us party with Gronk? Like could we hang on the Gronk cruise with Gronk and his crew? Yes. I think so. Because I, I don't think, think so he parties at all. I, I was curious what you guys would say. I think so. I think it's mostly just a a, a facade, really. I mean, he, I'm sure the guy drinks a lot, but like the fact that he's never been in trouble, like I, I think he just He's a smooth operator, pro- probably can hold his liquor, and you never hear anything about Gronk. Like, he, yeah, he's a partier because you see him, like, dancing and shit, like, on, on the fucking... But he, you don't see him ever getting in any trouble, so I don't think he, like, parties parties. I just think he goes, has a bunch, of, like, six or seven beers and calls it a night, goes, yeah. bangs a supermodel. I mean, <laughs> right. his, his, his girlfriend, girlfriend is smoking. Yeah. Always. Camille, um, uh, I don't know what her last name is. But I mean, she is. I mean, yeah. she's stone cold fox. I mean, Grunk's a really good looking guy. Six foot seven, fucking one of the best to ever play his position. I mean, I, hell, if I was a girl, hell yeah, go after that all day. Yeah, I mean, so I have one question though: Who, who's going to replace Gronk when uh when the, when Brady needs to have that bad boys for life? You know, if, if heading to the Super Bowl, uh, <laughs> Lenny, Lenny. So Brady, Cameron Brady. Is rock is rocking a pretty sweet mustache these days. I don't know if you've seen it, and if you haven't, just Google Cameron Brait mustache. It is a fantastic mustache. Ten out of ten. That thing is girthy. It is a good stash. Really is good that, stash. Is that Maverick inspired? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, he does. He kind of looks like Goose. <laughs> yeah, except um, huge. Um, but I mean, look, yeah, let's let's a good transition, Newman. Like, how does this affect the Buccaneers? Right? Because I think. I think both – I want to talk fantasy and, and uh, the team. I think in the team aspect, like, their op- receiving options have really dwindled. I mean, it's – it's. I mean, no A.B., right? No A.J. – no O.J. Howard, um, no Gronk, no Godwin for probably 50 to 60% of the season. I don't know um, that it's going to be that long, honestly. I think that he could be back um, – you know, four four games into the season, something like that. Man, for I God think win. that's ambitious. Um, um, but they also still have Brashad Perriman, who they brought back, who's played, you know, with the Bucks previously in, the, in that system and stuff, um, was with them last year. They also brought in Russell Gage, who's really good, a uh, really good player from Atlanta. Obviously, you know, he's been a fantasy darling in some respects uh, as a third wide receiver to pair. Kind of replace A.B. when you have Godwin and Mike Evans on the board. Um Brait is a fine uh, tight end, 
receiving tight end option. Uh, plus they'll well, have he's not even he's probably not even top twenty four tight end, right? Like no, he, no, no. He's in not fantasy, even the tight end too. Oh, abs- oh, he's top ten. He'll be no. It, it, if Gronk doesn't come back at all and he stays healthy, he'll be a top ten fantasy. No tight fucking end. chance. No chance, <laughs> no chance, dude. No, chance. no. five points. No I think way. so. No, because because no. he he scores touchdowns often. So I, I mean, would be in hyperbolic. He's probably a low end tight end too. Like he's probably in that. 18 to 24 range honestly um so dude i i i, t- I totally get what you're saying brandon and i think you're 100 right the bucks offense is not going to be anywhere close to what it's been this last year uh brady turns what 45 in august yep so once again it is somewhat appropriate to question brady uh but i do gotta say this that works out well for people because brady has been just playing on some monster rosters the last two years with the Bucks, but I do recall the last Super Bowl that Brady won with the Patriots. Listen to this offense. Tom Brady, of course. Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead. Those are those are the running backs. Like, okay, decent. Uh wide receivers, Julian Edelman, Grunk. That's pretty much it. They had Cordero Patterson, who they weren't really working into the offense at all. Like, so Brady can shows that he can play with nothing. But I do yeah. wonder. Because the Bucks arguably have the hardest schedule in the league, it's going to be interesting. The Bucks this year are certainly going to be interesting. I think it hurts the team. I think the team is definitely worse without Gronk. Oh, definitely. Um, but I think Mike Evans' stock. I, I think I think this boosts Mike Evans' stock. There's there's going to be touchdowns to get, and I've said it in the group chat. That's really kind of all he's consistently good for. You don't know what he's going to get with yards. Um, you know, he's going to give you a thousand yards. What do you mean? Uh, he's going to give you 60, uh, 70 catches and a thousand yards receiving. But it. I think you can just lock in double digit touchdowns for Mike Evans. Yep, like, I think you can lock in 10 to 12 touchdowns almost automatically. Um, and if you can get a receiver in early second, maybe for Mike Evans, I think that is fantastic value. Um, if you if you can lock in double digit touchdowns for a second round wide receiver, they still have some other guys: uh, Russell Gage, Tyler Johnson, Brashad Perriman, as we mentioned, uh, Grayson, bleh. Scotty, bleh. Scotty Miller. Uh, you know, is sometimes a, 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 a an option there. Um, I mean, none of them are as good as Mike Evans. Obviously, there's a good chance that he commands a lot of targets. But with 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 the schedule getting that much harder and losing Gronk. I do think it's devastating. Uh, it's not completely over, though, for the Bucks. There still are so many wide receivers that are out there that they, they can go grab. Uh, it should be really interesting. I think Julio Jones is is a no-brainer, like, if if, if they can't bring in anybody Isn't else. Isn't he a little redundant with Mike Evans, even though they'll be directly across from each other? But they have, they have so many slot receivers. I yeah, think they need a can, true outside guy. You can guy. play an outside guy there. Yeah. And, and and let's face it, nobody's really expressing interest in Julio Jones. I think he'd be a great veteran presence and a guy who could potentially it'd be interesting. For Especially sure. considering you could probably get him for a league minimum um, with the you know oh, for sure vet, veteran exemption too. So um, where you pay him a little bit more and he only costs you know uh, league whatever league minimum against the cap for you. Um, but just to touch on before we leave the Gronk, uh, you know, uh, topic here. The so. Per uh, Pro Football References tight end Hall of Fame uh, monitor list, we've talked about this list before. Sure, uh, I think with uh, it was uh, for Matt Ryan, um, Tony Gonzalez is number one at 195. Then it's a steep decline. Shannon Sharp 114, Antonio no. Gates 113, 
Dave Casper, 111, Jason Witten, 104, and then Gronk at 98. In my opinion, Gronk is by far the best blocker on this list. Um, Like, it's not that close. Uh, Tony Gonzalez was probably the first half of his career was a wide receiver. Antonio Gates, same thing. Like these, these guys were basketball players before they ever, you know, and then, and then transitioned over to playing football. So um, for sure for them, but the thing about Grunk is he did it in such little time. So I'm I'm looking at their, their game stats compared. The only guy that's comparable in my opinion is Tony Gonzalez because Tony Gonzalez was also an all around, uh, also a great receiver, but also a great blocker. And I think, you know, when you're looking at this list, you can't even consider Antonio Gates because he was a pure receiver. He was a terrible blocker. Right. Um, so, but Rob Gronkowski compared to Tony Gonzalez, like Tony Gonzalez blows the doors off in terms of yardage. Sure. But he also played almost twice the amount of games, yep. 270 to 143. 270 to 143. Touchdowns, 111 to 92 in half the games. That's fucking insane. That's insane. And if you look at Rob Gronkowski's just stats just straight up, Honestly, like, if you compare Gronkowski just just side-by-side side with, like, Travis Kelsey, like, Travis Kelsey looks way better than him in terms of, like, yardage and everything, but you have to factor in how devastating of a blocker right. Rob Gronkowski yeah. is. Kelsey's not nearly the blocker. He's more of a wide receiver in that same mold as those other guys that we talked about. But Kelsey's definitely a guy who's going to get into the Hall of Fame. I mean, we've <clears throat> talked about it before, though. I mean... He has four Super Bowl rings. I think you need yeah. to take that in consideration. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think, you know, Brady probably still wins Super Bowls without Gronk. But, I mean, Gronk is pretty every, – every Super Bowl win with Gronkowski, you can name at least two or three plays that they may not win if he wasn't playing that game. Sure. Um, I value that much more than stat accumulation. Yeah. And, I mean – the next closest on this list in terms of actually winning Super Bowls is Shannon Sharp, who was kind of a different breed of animal back in the day. Just like nobody was really doing what Shannon Sharp was doing in his heyday. But yeah, yeah so I my list it's Tony Gonzalez at number one, and here's why: Tony Gonzalez was also a great blocker, great all around player. Second half of his career, he's a much better blocker than the first half. He. The, the thing about Tony Gonzalez, you have to remember, the guy played with trash quarterbacks that was, his entire career. Trash yeah, quarterbacks. Yeah. How many freaking starting quarterbacks did he play for with the Chiefs? It's insane. And the guy is just insane. I mean, I, I, I truly believe he's the greatest to ever do it. For, for one thing, I think about who on Madden was 99 for the longest. I can't think of a guy besides maybe Ray Lewis, who was 99 for longer than Tony Gonzalez. The guy really was just the best at his position for longer. So I yeah. think you got to go Gonzalez one. I mean, I, I don't have a huge argument on it um, in terms of that, but I think that they're they're pretty damn close for sure. I agree with that. Well, let's let's move on because it's one of my favorite stories of the week. It's it's kind of depressing. Uh, he's a guy I don't like at all. Um, I think he's got maybe the most punchable face in all sports. Uh, I just I just I decided a long time ago that I don't like him. And then the whole Jason Garrett or or Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett thing happened where Miles Garrett beat him with his own helmet. And for some reason, after seeing a guy get beat with his own helmet, I chose the side of the guy beating him with his helmet. And we are, of course, talking about Mason Rudolph. Uh, Brandon, do you want to give a rundown of the Ma- Mason Rudolph has had one hell of a 2022? It's been brutal. Folks. I mean, it's been awful. So Ben retires, right? Thank you, seven. Thank you, seven. Um, he retires, and Mason's like, all right, 
this is what they brought me in for. Uh, they signed me to an extension. It's my I'm time. The, I'm the secession plan, right? Not so fast, Mr. Mason. Um, first day of free agency, they signed Mitch Trubisky. Then his smoking hot girlfriend, tennis star Jeannie Bouchard, breaks up with him on March 17th. Fast forward a month later to the draft. They draft Kenny Pickett. And then this week, they signed the guy that shoved him after he got hit in the face. I mean, I can't think of a guy that's had more of a bad beat in six months than Mason Rudolph. I mean, it's almost comical how his life, like, it, uh, it's, it's hilarious. It could be a comedy bit. It really good. I, I weirdly feel bad for the guy because, and, and by the way, they didn't just draft Kenny Pickett. They also drafted another quarterback in the seventh round, which yeah. imagine seeing Kenny Pickett get drafted and be like, well, fuck, Trubisky's already there. Now they're drafting the quarterback for the future. And then on top of that, they also draft like a fringe guy. Like So at that point, they have Trubisky, Four. Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett, and they're like, you know what? <laughs> we still need another guy. It's fucking bizarre. Uh, the Steelers are doing him dirty. And yeah, the guy they signed, this Larry Ogunjobi, whatever, whatever his Ogunjobi. name is, Ogunjobi. Like he he gets up after getting getting mercilessly beaten by Miles Garrett, and then this guy comes and shoves him from behind. It was definitely like a cheap shot too. <laughs> and now this guy's gonna be on your team, bro. I feel bad for him. So, how much longer is Mason Rudolph a Steeler? So I'm going to bore people because I guess most people don't care about this. Um, there's two two train of thoughts among Steeler fans. They're easy. They're going to get a ton of reps in training camp, and they're going to try to trade him during training camp. Preseason. Which, no, yeah. Preseason, yeah. No one's going to trade for Mason Rudolph. Like, no. like, like a lot of Steeler fans are like, we could get like a fifth or sixth for him. Like you're not getting fired anything for Mason Rudolph. <laughs> he's going to get cut. Like, he, like he's probably in the first wave of cuts in the first week of August or second week of August is, is the realistic thing, right? Like, um, so I think Steeler fans are delusional. Think you can even get a seventh round. That's every fan base. If you look at all chatter, it's, it's like the casual fan has no idea what value even is in trades. No idea. Or how many players there are. Yeah. (laughs) He's the, the, on, whenever I look at like comment sections on any fan page or group, or anything. It's just, it's depressing. It's amazing how dumb the average football player, uh, watcher is. Mason Rudolph got beat out by a waterfowl quarterback named Duck Hodges. I mean, if that shows you how good of a quarterback. Got beat out Mason by Duck Rudolph Hodges. Is. Couldn't beat Detroit last year when, when Big Ben went down. I mean, it's not like the guy hasn't had chances. I've seen a lot of Steelers fans go, oh, he's got, he's got a winning record and pretty good stats. I looked up his stats. They're not pretty good. Uh, I also looked up his winning record. Yeah, look at the Steelers over the last four years. They've been winning with the terrible Ben Roethlisberger. Like, you can't use win-losses when you're talking about a team like the Steelers. Yeah. But. No, it, I mean, again, I, I think Mason Rudolph is likely out of the league this time next year. I think he gets cut. I think he gets signed. He might jump around some practice squads. But um, what a swan song for Mason Rudolph. <laughs> Uh, I hope he goes and, you know, retires and go coach his high school football somewhere and, you know, hopefully can have a somewhat of a redemption story. He needs to be but, put on a watch list. 
I'm, 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 I'm worried about the guy. That's, that's, a, that's a brutal year. You lose your girlfriend. And, and then, and then like, I think the guy's it's already got to be in his head. He's the guy that got bashed by a helmet. And then the whole world decided to take the other guy's side. Uh, that's got to seep into your pores. And I just, I, watching him talk and everything, I don't think he's that strong of a character anyways. So, ugh, the guy's broken. I, I want no part of him. And some, someone mentioned on her post when I made a meme about it, Baker Mayfield thought he had it bad. <laughs> right. God, the Steelers are like abusive boyfriends. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, I can't remember of a guy who got shit on more by his team. Like, again, he got signed by an extension last year. He has to think 2022 is my year, and then this happens. Tomlin, Tomlin actually came out and said he's comfortable with Rudolph. Like, I remember it a week after Roethlisberger retired. Tomlin came out and said, we're comfortable with Rudolph at quarterback. He didn't That's say why he's you our never starter. believe a word any coach says. Especially Tomlin. <laughs> So speaking of coaches, um, I mean, our, our next segment here, handicapping uh, on the sports cap radio, <coughs> uh, NFL coaches, the, the odds came out this week for first coach fired. And uh, they're, they're kind of interesting here. My favorite one is definitely Sean McDaniel or Josh McDaniels at plus 10,000. Like, are we real? The Raiders have definitely fired coaches after one year, multiple times. Josh McDaniel's record is not that long and not that great as a head coach. Plus 10,000. I mean, it's because you're, you're missing the layup. I mean, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you. It's totally possible. And plus 10,000 lovey Smith is a freaking lackey and he's at plus 5,000. But, right. But, but I don't think I, that they would fire him in season. And I think that somebody's getting fired in season. So this isn't even, so I mean, yeah. So this is next NFL coach, right? Um, so I mean, yeah. That that's important to note. Not just coaches to get fired, but this is next coach. But I mean, I I don't know. I don't have the stats. You guys know I don't. Uh, I don't always have the stats uh, here on me. But I I can't remember of a coach getting fired in season every year. I think Black Monday, Lovey Smith is fired right after right after the regular season. Lovey Smith is fired. I will take that chance that no coach gets fired in season for plus 5,000. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at good bets, the problem is with first-time head coaches, coaches rarely get fired after their first year unless you unless you put up like a Urban Meyer. Right, unless you're Urban Meyer. Type, type stink. <laughs> like, coaches rarely get fired. Uh, there are a few interesting guys on here. Um, Kyle Shanahan, I think, is bulletproof. But at the same time... I don't know, man. Like, plus thirty three hundred. Like I could see the 49ers. There, there's a lot of things going on that they're already apparently experiencing injuries in camp. Like, what if they come out and what's his face is just terrible? Uh, they're 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 the quarterback that Trey Lance. Yeah, yeah. That, that Shanahan wanted. Like, what if what if it's just abundantly clear by week ten that Trey Lance sucks balls and they're like three and seven? I, I don't know. I I, I could see. Shannon, but so this is the first coach to get fired, right? Matt Rule, I mean, he's clearly at plus three hundred. It's it's obvious. But the crazy thing about Matt Rule is he's getting paid so much. If I could hedge that bet, I almost would because I don't think the Panthers are dropping him in season. Bro, I don't think they drop him in season. Um, the other one that kind of sticks out here, uh, and Drew, you and I have been very loud about Frank Reich. Um, if Matt Ryan sucks as I think he is going to suck, this is Frank Wright's 
third failed quarterback. Right. He brought in Phillip Rivers, didn't win a playoff game. Brought in Carson Wentz, didn't make the playoffs. If they're like seven and ten, or no, say five and eight, and not going to make the playoffs, I can see Frank Reich fired in season. Like you, because these are Frank Reich's quarterbacks. He's decided not to draft one. He's brought in his guy. I don't know why I'm quoting. This is an audio pod, but he's brought in his <laughs> guy, right? And if he fa- if he goes zero for three, that's that's on him. Yeah, he, he, I don't know how he can survive that. I, I I think there's a chance that Frank Reich gets fired, but I don't think it's that great because one, I think the Colts are actually going to win that division, so I don't think he gets fired for that. Um, but what if Matt Ryan is just terrible, Newman? What if he's just he falls off that cliff and he's just really really freaking bad, which I think is entirely possible. No, no, there's no way Matt Ryan will be terrible because reports are he looks very accurate in camp. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Throwing against air, he looks great. I, I think so. There's a couple here that are that jump out off the page off to me as well. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury at plus twelve hundred. Number one is is 100%. definitely is definitely probably your safest bet here. Plus money. That situation um, could blow up in Arizona. Oh yeah, because blow up. I think Arizona's going to suck this year. DeAndre really Hopkins is going to be is going to be uh, suspended for the beginning of the season, right? Then you've got you know all the issues that they got going on with Kyler, and and then just in general that team is not really that successfully built. I think. Honestly, like this is Steve Kimes' last chance, so you can't fire uh, Cliff Kingsbury without getting rid of him at this point. But yeah, I, think, I definitely, I definitely think that's probably going to be your best in terms of like uh, juice and and the likelihood. But I can totally see Mike McCarthy getting fired and Sean Payton getting brought in midseason, or them turning it over to Kellen Clemens. Yeah, no, no, definitely. The other one that kind of jumps out to me is is Arthur Smith. I mean, now he's had nothing to work with. Um, and is he going into year three or year two? Two. two. Ah, if it was year three, I would love that bet. Year two, I think he may get a third year. Um, but I think Arthur Smith, there's good value. This there might sound controversial. I think Arthur Smith is actually a really good coach. He, he actually really impressed me last year. Uh, he needs to do something about the chin. I can't look at that thing anymore on the sidelines. But other than that, like the guy I think is actually a really good coach. And just look at Tannehill's decline. Like that, that is a guy I want to to support and bring up an, a young quarterback. I don't think they got the right quarterback right now, but I think he has a long leash because Atlanta is so fucking bad. Yeah, so they have uh, Marcus Mariota, and then they drafted Desmond Ritter uh, as a potential developmental prop. You know, yeah. but I, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not necessarily great. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Mike McCarthy uh, is the worst coach in the NFL, though, right? Head coach. Yeah. I mean, Lovey Smith's track record's not great. <laughs> okay. Cancel out Lovey Smith. <laughs> so Mike McCarthy is the second worst coach in the NFL then. I think he's definitely the most of, overrated. Of the head coaches? Yeah. I think he's 100% the most overrated head coach because his winning, his win-loss record, it's <laughs> propped up by a lot of great teams. Uh, you have you can't deny he, the Cowboys were fucking good last year. DVOA-wise, they were the number one team. I put a lot of stock in DVOA. I think the Cowboys are going to be really good again this year. But Mike McCarthy's not the guy. They should have fired him a long time ago. Mike McCarthy's uh, quarterbacks have been Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott, who are both pretty good. Like, Aaron Rodgers obviously way better, but still, Dak Prescott's pretty good. So it's not like you haven't had a good quarterback to work with and you're still not getting the job done. Yeah, I think their GM has really turned the, the Cowboys around, not Mike McCarthy. For sure. All right, fellas, we're going to go watch the Lightning game. So 
let's wrap this up. Any final thoughts? Just rest in peace, Tony Siragusa. Yeah, man. That's 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 super sad. Uh, if, if you don't remember, Tony Siragusa, with, I mean, obviously, he's on one of the greatest defenses of all time uh, with the 2001 Baltimore Ravens. But another thing about Siragusa that I'll always remember, one of the best sideline reporters yeah. I've ever seen. Super entertaining. They would always go to Goose on the sideline. And uh, 55, super fucking young, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he was instrumental on that Ravens Super Bowl team. Um, I mean, again, I mean, he he was just an absolute unit character for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love his sideline reporting too. Yep. Yep. I'm I'm gonna go drink a beer and then Gronk spike it. Uh, <laughs> long live Gronk spiking. Ho- hopefully not inside. Yeah, it, Gronk. I'm drafting him in deep leagues. Last pick every single draft. 100. <laughs> He's come back. All right, fellas, go Bolts. Go Bolts. Yeah.